Louder! And it's time for the Gore and More Podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking in and head in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. Going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what is going on, Gorehound? <laughs> Welcome to the Gore and More podcast. I am your host, Ripper Ghost, the one, the only, Lord Scuba Cabra. Yeah. But as Big Johnny D says, I do not bring this show in on my own. With me is the lovely Dark Lord of Knowledge himself, Mr. Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? And the Meat Mountain, the Killing Machine, Bobby Amone. Hi, it's time for the Shaw is family, bitches. Damn right, <laughs> it is April 4th. Today, we have a hell of an episode for you guys. Mm-hmm. As you can see, first and foremost, Big Johnny D is not with us right now. He's fighting off a cold right now, so he gave us the reins and said, Boyos, do it up, and baby boy, we are going to do it up for you. And if we don't do it up, oh well. Well, yeah. you know, that. I had let's see, he, what what let's see. He, I know he always comes up with like a a really smart thing to call us. You know, he always has that little the little you know line he gives us before he introduces us. And I know I I kind of flubbed that up, but let let's do the the chainsaw wielding leatherheads. There you go, chainsaw wielding leatherheads. My boyos right here. <laughs> so before we start talking about this, you know what time it is, boys, right? It is time, is time for your slide, slide. Chat Daddy, kick us off. Well, you know, it was just a normal work week for me. You know, the end of the month rush happened. You know, busy here, busy there. This weekend was kind of, kind of low-key, didn't do much. But unfortunately, yesterday, as I was on a trip to Walmart, my battery light came on on my car. I took it to Advanced Auto. They put it on the tester. They couldn't find anything wrong. I drove it, you know, around, came back, the battery light was still on. I took it back, looked at it. So I took the battery cover off and noticed that there is corrosion on the negative battery terminal. Uh, they refused to clean it for me. They, Due to liability reasons, they can't. So I'm cleaning it. As I'm cleaning it, there's this wire that pum- comes off the terminal that goes to the battery current sensor that corroded completely off. Oh, oh. So I got to get that fixed. I've got to get that whole thing replaced. I had to call. And of course, it's a dealer exclusive part. So I had to call the dealership and they can't get it all until the end of the week. The one wire will be there tomorrow. The other one, two to three days later. So looks like I'm driving the wife's vehicle the rest of the week to work. Lovely. Yeah. And it's a it's a bit of a gas hog. But, you know, at least we have that that we can fall back on. Yeah, true. true. This is true. This is true. Uh, let's see. Aside from that, what else did I do this weekend? Uh, I was bored on Friday night, so I watched Ghostbusters 2. That's the first I've seen that in a long time. That was a fun revisit. And, uh, oh, and I finally started Horizon Forbidden West. Cool. So that's a pretty good game. But, you know, and I realized this, and I spoke this to the wife. The thing that pisses me off about game sequels like that is you spend the first game leveling up, becoming a total badass, getting all this sweet equipment, then to start the sequel off and you're nothing. Level one, low health, no equipment, no skills. Yeah. It's like, damn it, dude. You know, I had Aloy as a badass. 
so it was it's it's you know like mass effect mass effect lets you carry your character over i, I was, wish yeah. video games did that especially when there's sequels <laughs> stephanie said bit, yeah. bit of a gas hog 13 miles a gallon oh yeah baby that's that. it's Ooh. it's probably a little closer to 18 it's it's a jeep so i'm not sure want to give a quick shout out to heather the smiling octopus in on twitch what's going on girl and also to stan what's going on man and stephanie Hi, and my Hi. wife yes yeah. Hello, actually, everybody. She, she doesn't usually get a chance to sit here and listen to the whole episode uh, so hopefully she gets to listen to it tonight nice hopefully but Fingers let's see crossed. yeah that's that's really about it oh and i had to take the day off work because you know she needed her car so i couldn't go to work oh darn i know it's a, oh, a bitch here. on a monday i know <laughs> but i only got to sleep in a half an hour because i had to get up to take the kids to school no. oh. but you know enough about me bobby how about you brother well my week was a lot better i worked two days last week and wednesday till yesterday i was in salem massachusetts with a few friends yeah. of mine yes awesome. and yes uh it was a great time uh did sightseeing around salem everything uh we did, saw the witch houses we did a witch dungeon tour and i gotta tell you um if any of us had to stay in one of these um stalls uh, we wouldn't last long they literally were like you know this big and just enough tall you were chained to the wall the whole time wow you you you. that's it you were no such thing as a bathroom break there was no not nothing of the nature you want and if you were a family you maybe had uh, a stall about half the size of my room, and that's that's not very big. Damn. It might have even be a corner of my room. Uh, we went to Count Orlox, which is a horror museum with props and uh, some things from movies. They had life castings and all kinds of crazy shit. Um, good food. It was a good time. Uh, you name it. Like you know, I couldn't name it all in two minutes, but it was an absolute fun time for four days. I recommend if you haven't been there, go and enjoy it do a ghost tour we didn't get a chance to do it but um that'll be the next time which we will be planning but that was the majority of my weekend and it was fun and then uh today uh i put in my two weeks at my current job to start a new job in two weeks which i'm happy to say i'll actually be able to stay on here longer i'll actually be able to be up longer and it's a better job in general, so it's been right on, on that, buddy. It's been, yeah, it's been a, thank you. It's been a very fast-paced but fun week. So yeah, me, I'm doing just fine. But I want to hear what this man up here, Mister Scuba Capra, has to say. Well, boys, like I say every week, I just worked and worked and worked. That's all I ever do is work. Uh, let's see, what did I do last week? I saw Morbius, which. Don't believe the the negative bullshit. I I enjoyed that movie. It was it was a fun movie. Um, not the best, you know, of mm -hmm. course, but it, you know, especially I think coming after No Way Home, you know, people had these like really high expectations. But I mean, there's some cool little nods in there and stuff. And I generally enjoy Morbius as a comic book character, and I enjoyed the movie. I think Jared Leto did a good job. Nice. Uh, so I did that on Thursday, Friday. What did I do Friday? Friday, I went to a Middle Eastern restaurant here locally called the Ginger Cafe. I went with my girlfriend and we had dinner and well, she had dinner. I didn't. I had her. So I misread our text messages to each other. And I thought she said she would see me after I got out of work. But apparently I misread it and she was picking me up before I went to work to go eat. But I ate chicken nuggies instead. Oh. So <laughs> uh, 
but I got to see her enjoy her her uh, her native food, which you know she she had been longing for. Yes, the Ginger Cafe. Yes, that's what it's called. And um, so I did taste some baba ganoush for the first time. I just took a little taste. It was very mm-hmm. interesting. Um, you know, I, I I'm used to Mexican food. That's what I eat. You know what I mean? That's all I eat is Mexican food. And so she's trying to get me to eat other things. And I'm like, ah, it's not in my ways. So then Saturday I worked. Sunday I hung out with Grandma uh, for a little bit. Yeah. Went over there and. She made me some enchiladas, so I was like, "I'm, I'm there, I'm there." Oh yeah, you can't beat you can't beat that old school recipe. I mean, she's ninety; she'll be ninety three in uh, in June. And she's, st- so. and she's still cooking. She's That's still what cooking. I like to she's hear. Still God bless you, grandmother. Her own. God bless you, grandmother. Say a prayer for that. She is one of the most strongest, uh, you know, old ladies I've ever met in my life. That if if she if I would allow her to still drive, she would drive. But I just I'm like, <laughs> no, no, you, you don't need to drive anymore, Grandma. I got you. And then I came home and I did some laundry and I watched the rated version and the unrated version of this movie. And then I watched my work print version of Leatherface and prepared for this podcast. Um, I did the same thing. literally. That was pretty much it, man. I mean, I went back to work today and just had a the day went by really fast today. Um, Like I was telling you boys earlier, the the kids were like, sir, why are you so mad? Why are you so mad? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't that I was mad. I didn't have my glasses, so I was just kind of squinting all day because I really couldn't see shit. So they thought I was mad all day, and they just kind of <laughs> left me alone, which is good because I got to get a lot of work done. So, so but funny. now we're here, and are we are we ready to talk about this? No, no, we're not ready. We, uh, we're you know what? Something. We're missing something. We're missing something. something. You know, I just let me see. What could we be missing? I, I mean, I know we're missing Johnny. And we have Brody's video. We have Heather's video. Uh, what 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 could we do to make this episode better? I, think I feel like I have should... an idea. There, yeah. yeah, I have. A, yeah, I think I have one too. Is there somebody that we could add to this threesome to make it a foursome? Uh, yeah, get the Fantastic let Four. Let me see someone what I who, can do. Someone who has experience. Hmm. You know what? I got this. I got this. You hmm. ready? Are yeah, you ready? Let's do this. Let's do I this. I said, "Are you ready? I'm We're ready." ready. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you the man, the myth, the legend, Mick Strawn. Welcome, Mr. Strawn. Sounds like you guys all had like a really interesting weekend. What have you been up to, Mick? What have I been up to? You know, it's really funny. I was in Ottawa. (laughs) <laughs> and I think the, the last thing I did on Saturday is I pinned the son of a bitch monster up against a tree with a car because it's amazing how many bad things you can do with a car. <laughs> and uh, and uh, then uh, almost immediately, uh, you know, drove to the airport <laughs> to get on my flight. <laughs> and to head back down here. National Tennessee, and here I am. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So for those of you, because I'm I'm sure there's some people on here because we do have a lot of new viewers and stuff. Mick actually worked on Texas Chainsaw Massacre three and a lot of your favorite horror films. Mm-hmm. I did Mick. I mean I I I uh, I was a touchstone for these things. Uh, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> don't ask questions. I you know what they're. they're <laughs> 
I've seen I've seen a lot of people that were my peers that uh, they worked on some really decent stuff, but uh, but I worked on all the shit that everybody remembers. <laughs> yes, and you know, and it's it blew my mind because this is our first interaction. Like I've never actually met you. I have you on Facebook. I've commented on some of your stuff. You know, we're Facebook friends, and so. I was like extremely nervous when John was like, Hey, you're going to have to host tonight. And I'm like, but I just wanted a fangirl tonight. Like I, I was just going to sit in awe and no, that's not, that doesn't get to happen. So you know, no. I get to lead this bad boy tonight. And I'm like, Oh hell yeah, let's do it. So give us a little bit about what you did on Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Uh, I, I was the production designer on it. Very few people know this, but uh, we, at, Actually, that one was filmed in California, which is the yes. only one that was filmed in yes. California. Yeah. And personally, I don't think it looks that different from the other ones, right? Well, so I'm from Texas. I live in Texas. And so I, when I was watching it, when they were at the gas station, I thought to myself, where, where would this be? Because it does look very similar to places you would see in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Right. So I feel that, I mean. But that was great. built. Here's the oh, thing. Oh, was it? That gas station, I built it from scratch. Oh, shit. Bravo. Oh, shit. Oh, bravo. The bathroom. Now, get this. The bathroom in it, when when I was a kid, uh, I used to drag along with my dad to uh, auto parts stores, right? Mm -hmm. And there was this one auto parts store that, and, and this is the 60s, mind you. So, auto auto parts stores were not like advanced auto parts, parts that, hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> They weren't they weren't like like glossy and beautiful. They were they were funky, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there was there was like a there was a layer of the funk. <laughs> and, and so you would go into them and the counter would look like the counter would like look like the very definition of grease. Okay. And then and so one time I just said, uh dad, I gotta go I gotta go to the bathroom, right? You know, and, and they're talking around and they're oh well, you know, go back back down the counter and back at, and I go down and I open the door of the bathroom. And this is what I see over the years. They have taken every playboy hustler penthouse. I mean, whatever was around at that time. Yeah. Right. And they had taken all the nude pictures and they had, they had like a little pot of glue, you know, <laughs> and, and, and a stack of magazines and you could go in there and you could cut the pictures out any way you wanted and, and glue them up on the wall, and they were so thick that there was no indication of the wall anywhere. Oh shit! <laughs> oh my god! And it, including including the sink that had never been cleaned, and literally, I remember this day. Not only had it never never been cleaned, it was so brown that oh. the place where the sink the place where the sink like it just dribbled all the time, right? Because because mm -hmm. of course. Nobody had ever fixed the fucking thing, right? It had that green, that green, uh, like green where it slid down in, and the toilets were that way and everything. And there was even that place, you know, that had the hand mark next to the, the urinal, right? Nice. Yeah. The, mechanic, the, mechanics, the mechanics for the greasy black, hand. There was like a black <laughs> dot of where you put your hand, right? You know? Yeah. And so when this gas station comes up, I said, well, I have this gas station in mind for this. I know what this thing looks like. <laughs> and I got to tell you, we poured money 
and hours and hours and hours, and we didn't even fucking get close. <laughs> it looked good on camera. It does look, I'd say it really pulled off. I, I It did, but at the same time, I know what it really looked like, and the yeah. problem is, is we just didn't have years to do it. <laughs> we didn't get anywhere near the level of filth or the level of filth. So as 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 we're watching this last night, because my girlfriend came over and watched it, um, and we I actually you know she had seen it before, but I made her watch it again. Um, and she, the scene where you know he picks up the the paper and looks through the hole, she's she said, "If I ever owned a gas station, I would do that." And I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> I was like, "Why?" She's like, "I don't know." To see if like people were having sex in there, I'm like, "You're fucking weird." Is <laughs> there? None of us like none of us were weird. I, dirty gas station sex. Oh God. Yeah. Hey, sometimes you just gotta pull it off in the spot where you're just like, nobody does it here. We have to be these people. <laughs> so, I, in case you guys didn't know, we are talking about Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three, which was released January twelfth, nineteen ninety. I was eight years old when this movie came out. I was still swimming around so was I. another place. <laughs> So we're going to give the plot rundown right now. Uh, two college students driving coast to coast are lured off the main highway and onto a deserted Texas road. Here they are stalked by the menacing Leatherface and his demented family, a bizarre cannibalistic clan with blood on their hands and feasts on their mind. The students' only chance for escape is a survivalist with enough firepower to blast Leatherface and the rest of the grizzly predators to hell. A depraved shocker of intense terror from the gruesome beginning to the bloody finish. Yeah. <laughs> Directed by Jeff Burr from a whisper to to a scream, Pumpkinhead 2, Bloodwings. Written by David J. Shaw, Critters 3 and 4, and The Crow. Produced by Robert Engelman, Shocker, and Mortal Kombat. Bobo, take it. Kate Hodge from The Hidden 2, She-Wolf of London as Michelle. William Butler, Ghoulies 2, Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood. We all know that movie. As Ryan. <clears throat> Kem Ray, I'm not even going to say what it's here, but do we really need to tell you what <laughs> yeah, it is? Come on, he's come on, he's yeah. As Benny, Tony Hudson, billed as Tom Hudson, uh, just one of the guys, Nessie and me as Sarah Viggo Mortensen, Lord of the Rings trilogy, History of Violence, and a ton of other Hollywood movies. That's nope. enough to enter. As Edward Tex Sawyer, <clears throat> Joe Unger, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Roadhouse, as Tinker. Tink Sawyer, R.A. Mihailov, Pumpkinhead 2, Bloodwings, Hatchet 2 as Leatherface, mm -hmm. Tom Everett, Air Force 1, Triple X as Alfredo Sawyer, and Jennifer Banco, Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood, Barbed Wire as Little Girl, who was not even old enough to get into these movies. No, she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> she was creepy she was as hell, though. Yeah, she did a really good job. Yeah. Okay, continuing on. Music by Jim Manzi from A Whisper to a Scream and Night of the Demons 2. And also Pat Regan from Tales from the Dark Side of the Movie and Stepfather 2. Cinematography by James L. Carter, Spaced Invaders, Tuck Everlasting. Edited by Brent A. Schoenfeld, The Terror Within. I somehow made that to Terror Within. And A Nightmare on <laughs> Street 5, The Dream Child. Um, effects and makeup by KNB. We're all familiar with their work. They did on Darkness, From Dusk Till Dawn, many, 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 many others. Distributed by New Line Cinema, runtime of more or less 85 minutes, MPAA rating of R, and there is an unrated version on the DVD as well. And yes. Workprint Vision has been up. And I couldn't find a budget, but I do know that it grossed 5.7 mil. 
Very nice. Yeah, I don't think I've actually ever mentioned the budget, at least in anything that I've read or heard on this movie. Mick, who's Lightman? And who was the production designer again? Uh, some uh, hippie. What was his name? I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that Mick guy Ron. right there. Ah, yeah. That's right. So, I this know guy. that guy. So, uh, Mick, could you maybe light, put some light into the budget? Did you know anything on it? Uh, I think, you know, knowing, knowing what, uh, Robert was uh, doing at that time. I mean, uh, Bob Shay. Uh, I would suspect it was probably around three point five, three point five to four million, something like that. I mean, it, there wasn't anything unusually hard about it. I mean, uh, you know, complicated. I mean, mm-hmm. I we went up and built probably one of the more expensive things would have been we built everything for it. Uh, we built the house. We built uh, we built the swamp. <laughs> we built the <laughs> We built a little room that that he um, is playing with the sea and saying, <laughs> "Yeah, no, we and we had a great time, you know." Nice, you know. Jeff Jeff Burr was like, I I mean, typically Bob Bob Shea has this way of uh, of uh, he did this in Nightmare on Elm Street four. He grabs a a release date and then he aims a film at it. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's not like he actually had a lot of time to make decisions, and, and and the last thing he ever thinks about is is the director. And so so he he I mean we're li- literally I'm building everything yeah. because he wanted to make it in L.A. and I go okay well I'll do that. So <laughs> that had the gas station being built and the house being built and everything going along and uh and we went one way and the other and the other and the other and then eventually um, Jeff Bird took it. And uh, I, I love Jeff. I mean, Jeff's Jeff's a nut. I mean, he's a. If you ever talk to Jeff, Jeff Jeff is one of those guys that has met everybody. Um, he has stories about everybody in Hollywood. He knows more about films than any single human being should. And and uh, he just he's just super super knowledgeable. Um, so I heard that for two days he was fired from the film. That sounds about right. I think that I think that he and Bob Shea, uh, not Bob Shea so much as uh, Bob Engelman, uh, had problems uh, with each other. And I, and I think that um, I think it might have kind of had to do with uh, Bob Engelman's ego, because I don't think that his, his ego was being served for the yeah. film. And, and Bob's a good friend of mine, too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I have talked and, 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 and been friends with all these guys, you know. Probably for for as long as I haven't known them, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for longer than I haven't known them, and uh, I just think that maybe uh, you know uh, that there was a certain. I don't think that Jeff Burr appreciated how late he was brought on, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think that Bob uh, appreciated the fact that he wanted to do things his way. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and, yeah, and I, nobody I, had nobody had that time to meld with each other at the beginning, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was working up there desperately trying to get everything, you know, ready to go and stuff, and uh, yeah, um, it, it was it was a uh, it was interesting, you know. It was, so it what, was absolutely what was, something to do. What would you say was your hardest task working on this film? Um, guy, it it, it <laughs> there. I mean, there were a couple of things that that really surprised me, like. Uh, that we had so much trouble with sound because of the rocks, because <laughs> we were having, you know, you ever, you ever try and s- solve one problem 
and then cause yourself an equally bad other problem. Yes, mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> yeah. When, when you're at the gas station, right? We had this problem that the uh, that, that the dust was so fine in that area that you know, like the camera crew, <laughs> just standing around the camera crew would create a wave of dust that would go out over the gas station. You couldn't see anything that was going on. To solve that, we went out and got a bunch of gravel. <laughs> and, and by bunches, I mean, it's not like we went out and got, I'm not the kind of guy that goes, well, hey, somebody go get us a couple of bags of gravel. <laughs> no, I got a fucking truck. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> gravel! Well, there you go. Go big or go home. And so, and so, for the, so if you listen to it, and it's kind of weird because then immediately Jeff kind of like got a hold of that. And he says, I'm going to make the locks longer in it because we can't get rid of it. So we're going to lean into it. And you yeah. get this great crunching noise. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it was it was a lot of little stuff like that. Um, we had a lot of trouble with the truck. <laughs> everybody wanted to, everybody wanted to like, do the truck up and at the time it wasn't like there was a lot of you know aftermarket stuff that you could do to a truck right yeah yeah so so literally i said i don't want you to use that guy that stuff anyway because i want everything to look like it like it was modified by somebody who said hey look there's a a, a road sign i can cut that off and and uh put two of those up underneath it, and it would be higher in the air yeah yeah right and so we kept jacking it up and and then the then I would go out to the guy to the shop of the guys that were working around. It was a big auto, uh, bunch of auto people that that just worked on films, right? And I said, "Yeah, that's all right, but I want it fucking big. I want it really tall." He goes, "You you want massive tires?" And I said, "I don't know if I want massive tires. I just want it so absurdly tall. I want it. I want it so tall that it just doesn't make sense." I want it so tall that you have to put a steering wheel up on top of the other steering wheel. <laughs> and, and, and I want it done that way. I don't want it done. I don't want like the whole arm replaced with like a super one that you, you know, that, you know, would be the, like some Bigfoot monster or something like that. I, I don't want it that way. I want it to look like shit. Right. <laughs> so there was this, there's this scene in it, and you've just watched it, and you tell me if the scene isn't in there, right? They're going down the road from the gas station to the, to the house, mm-hmm. right? And all of a sudden, they're being tailed by a truck that they see way over here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that truck comes right up to them, right? And Leatherface looks over, and then it goes like sideways out there, and it's super freaky how it does it right mm-hmm. after that take jeff goes up to the guy and goes yeah you know what the driver goes look that's that's really good i think of course we didn't have assist and we didn't have video assist and you know like a lot of <laughs> you, you saw everything in dailies like the day after right he says yeah but i think that you were coming in too fast on it <laughs> he goes is there a chance that you could go in a straight line the driver goes, are you kidding? That fucking was a straight line. 
as you say that, if you go back and watch it, you can see the truck is moving. It's yeah. not going straight at all. No. No. Even behind it, all you see like, is the body yeah, shaking. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's hilarious, man. It's like nobody wanted to have anything to do with that fucking thing. And basically what we had done is is at, at some point they had like just virtually eliminated the shock system. Right, you know, so it's like bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> this guys, oh. the guys would, would get down and they would get out of that truck and they would walk around like John Wayne for about ten minutes. Right? Oh. <laughs> Ouch! Well, yeah. boys, we'll get some more behind the scenes stuff from Mick, but right now, let's generally discuss this film. Absolutely, this is my second favorite Chainsaw film, and I take that. Everything I just said, like, <laughs> because all right, so because with Chainsaw One, yeah, we got the grittiness. It, it, you know, nobody saw that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I do, I do, I do like Part Two. My problem is there isn't the overabundance of humor, but it works, and, and for me, sometimes it doesn't. And then I also felt like Leatherface was too fucking goofy. It was I, 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 say that again. It was a clown show. Yeah, and no, and no disrespect to the man who played him, but it's like if I want a killer, I want a killer who's a killer. You know, there's not too much question. He might question it a little bit, but he knows in his head, like uh, I have to do this. This is what I want. You know, like so it, it just didn't for me fit. Then I saw you this, and I'm like, so, and then I and then I saw this, and I'm like, oh, he's angry. Uh, Jeff Burst said in an interview, who's like a rebellious teenager, I'm like, okay, that I could totally understand that was because, what we did, yeah, right. The child crazy. goes from, oh, I'm kind of scared, learn, learn, learn. Now I'm pissed off at everybody, and it's like, I hate you, hate you, but this girl's interesting, but I still hate you. Yeah. So, so for me, this to me, and, but I still and, like, and we gave him a present. Yes, yeah. and uh, that. Oh man, I would love to have a replica of that right uh, here. Wait a minute. Mantle. They do exist. Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> they they do, but you got to pay for them though. But yeah, this is my second favorite chainsaw, with the second one being third. We we I, tried. We actually tried. And just as a note, just as a note, we actually uh, they they kept bringing me uh, the saws, and I laid out, and and I was laying out with the props guy, and we were basing, we were trying to base it all on a two foot long bar. You know what the bar is, right? Yeah, yeah, the, we're, yeah. Tr- we're trying it on a two foot bar, and the Saw's family either it was too small to actually hit you in the face, right, on a two foot bar, or or we had or we could extend the letters and then make them thin and put it across it, but even then it didn't it didn't feel right, you know. So we literally went out and bought the three foot bar. In, in order, in order, literally, it was that long. And and by the way, it was really tough to swing it around and make it look like. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet. I can I mean, like, horrible. All I can think was, damn, I bet you that thing is heavy as shit. Yeah, horrible time with it because it was so blade heavy. And 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 the thing is, is everything that he does with it is is, is like kind of up in yeah. the air like this. Yeah. Right? yeah. But uh, but we had to get the three foot bar because. Otherwise, the, the words didn't, they weren't instantly recognizable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it worked. And so as, as far as chainsaw movies, I, I, I don't know. I have a soft spot in my heart for, for part two. I love part one. This one is, is probably one of my favorites as well, because we get that, like, like Bobby said, we get that aggressive leather face again, you know, um, I, I like this one better than part two. I do. Um, and it just, the, I, I don't, I, I don't have anything bad to say about this movie. And it's not just because you're on here with us and you worked on the film. I just, I genuinely love this movie. I love the family dynamic. And that's mm-hmm. what I always love about these, especially, <laughs> you know, Texas. It's all Chainsaw about Master family. Right? It, is. Yeah. it really yeah. is. It is. It, it literally so, says there's the Saw's family. Yeah. So that's what kind of, I was disappointed about the new one that came out is we really didn't get that family dynamic that all of the other films had, you know, we at least had, you know, two, you know, one or two characters that, you know, were there backing Leatherface or, you know, leading him. And we didn't really have that in the new one. So if they ever do make a sequel, I, you know, to the new one, I hope we get that family dynamic again with some new characters, because. I mean, we know that there's more Sawyers out there. Is there a question? Now, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, has anybody seen the most recent of the Leatherfaces? Yeah. Yeah. Right. OK. Yeah. Not, not Chainsaw Massacre, but the Leatherface. The one that was called Leatherface. Right? Yeah, no, I didn't, oh, see, oh, I didn't that see that. Prequel? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what'd you think of that? I had, I had a lot of problems with it. I. <laughs> yeah. I felt like the it, bar, they, they the tried to explain deep, way too much. The, the bar, well, you know, and, and along with explaining too much, it was like when you went in the barn. <laughs> There's, and I know that this might sound like a small thing, but the barn, when you went in there, we were we were really uh, careful about like the things that they made that were like hanging and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was it, it was like 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 as soon as anybody got artsy, I'd come in and I'd throw it off the set, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'd say, you know what, I want I want I want a fucking bone right here, and then I. And then I I want uh, blood on it, and then I want just a nail driven through it. That's yeah. I don't want it. I I don't want anybody's interpretation of macrame yeah. version version or the, the crudeness. It needed to be chaotic. And here was the weird thing is is and it was really hard to avoid, right? Because yeah. you get a bunch of people who are in art department or or prop makers and stuff like this, and they can't stop themselves. For making something that looks a l- at least a little bit pretty, right? And so, man, I just kept like taking these things, and I, I, I take it and, and I, I smash it with a hammer for a while, and then I'd hand it back and go there, hang that up, right? And and you know, you get all these like, <laughs> and I go, look, dude, it's a killer, man. Yeah, he's, I mean, this family was crazy. He's dumb. He's retarded. He's he's you know like the only thing he, he can actually do is kill with a chainsaw, right? You know, so yeah. so I mean, stop, stop making it look like a boutique. And sure enough, when you got in the book, right up there on the new one, sure enough, it has all these things hanging that look like fucking pieces of macrame done with bone. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck. I said, and I know how easy it is to fall into that trap. And I go, yeah. couldn't you just stop yourself and yeah. edit that? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And, and it's it's with with something like this, I just feel, you know, especially like in the background, because, you know, we, we get all those bones and, and crazy things in the first one. And, I, you know, of course, in the sequels, you want to show something similar, but not the same. It just needs to be a mess. You I know, mean, nothing can look like it came yeah. from a score. It needs to be that you need to get in that mindset of the character that, you know. Well, and what, I, I, I'll give you another concept. Another thing that was that that was running through my mind at the time is that this is horror. The thing that I said about this film, I said, horror is the thing that you don't see out of the corner of your eye. Right. So so you can't hit yourself right in the eye with stuff. Right. You know, it's it's like stopping people from putting skeletons in chairs. (laughs) You know, it's like that's Halloween. Right. Mm-hmm. See, you know what's you, you know what's really scary is when you come up to a front door porch and there's flies uh, just buzzing all around, and you can hear the flies and like half of the glass for the light bulb, it, half of that glass that's that the light bulb is sitting in is is full of dead uh, bugs. Right. Yeah. See. Yeah. That's scary. When you walk into that, when you walked in that house, you didn't see guys sitting. You saw like like there was a shelf that we had that was right there that had, that was backlit that had a whole bunch of things in jars, and they were just literally things in jars. Mm-hmm. There was not like a there wasn't a there wasn't a, a jar full of eyeballs or you know a couple of d- different uh, spare appendix or something like that. But we put enough weird things in there so that you didn't know what it was. That's and, it's funny you mention that because one of my favorite parts in this movie is just a real quick shot of when uh, when he's coming back from the bathroom, he looks in the mirror, and there's almost like a dream catcher kind of thing, which just it's just decorated with dead lizards. Right. Yeah. Right. Very exactly. I saw I saw that like man, how would I feel if I was just walking out of a bathroom and saw that? Like that would disturb <laughs> me. I watch a lot of horror movies. I love horror movies, but something yeah. like that would disturb me. But no. but the, the, that's that's the thing though is is that's kind of like the next level of of horror. You know, is, is when you get up to understanding that horror and Halloween are two separate things. Yeah. Right? Oh, Definitely. yes. They have Definitely. to be. Even when you say with the jars and stuff, one scene that always sticks out is when Mama is sitting there and she picks up a jar. Oh, yeah. And she starts eating something and out it of the makes, jar. But the fact <laughs> right. that we don't. But the fact that we don't know what it is, maybe yeah, you know what yeah. it is. Right? Yeah, it was so your mind. Yep. It's like, what the fuck is she eating? I could imagine her going like this, yep. going, "These are fermented eyeballs," and just, yeah. I'm like, yeah. you don't really see that. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's it's. But but things are like like there are huge clues though. Is when you walk through the house and you come around the corner and there's a really dirty commercial <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> Right, and you go, oh, oh, well, plus you know, plus Bill Burr hanging upside down with a, you know, hammer next to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chad, what, what, uh, give us your your rundown of the flick. What do you? Okay, do you so think? this, this, I mean, it's it's not my favorite. It is up there, uh, and like you, I have a soft swatch for two as well. But it's kind of hard to, you know, pick between two and three as far as which one is better because. And that's what makes the Texas Chainsaw franchise so unique is every movie is so completely different different from the one that came before. Because you have the original, which has this almost grindhouse documentary feel. The second one's a dark comedy. This is the first one. It's like a straight up slasher flick. Yeah, Uh, 
the one after the next generation. I don't even know what to classify that is. It is all over the place. That's and the art house version. I that is, yeah, I, I yeah. will go with that. That is the art house version of this because there's no gore. There's no gore, and everything looks like it belongs where it should be. Yeah, and it shouldn't look like it goes there. Yeah. And speaking of gore, I have to say I'm surprised because I completely forgot. It's been a really long time since I've seen this, but all the kills happen off screen. Off screen, like it, it, I know. It's, it cuts away. You see gore, but you don't yeah. see the actual kills. That's that. Now that was a fight with the MPAA at the time, though. That's and and, that's... and because we filmed everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I have to tell you about one really funny, funny thing that happened that uh, just came became shorthand for the film. If you were in the crew, there was a, there was a gag with a tree, right? And basically what you, what we did is uh, we saw the, we saw the, the kill from the other side of a tree. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the, the saw comes in like this and, and basically goes through her. And then we see the saw come through the, the, the tree itself. Right. Now they had set up the rig and the way that they had done that is they had, is K and B had made um, a, a, uh, a rig that was like just the arms of the of the girl, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, for some reason, the first time that they rigged it uh, in dailies, uh, the, the girls one of the arms got a hit, got a cable cut, <laughs> and, so, and so this arm is going ah, this arm is going. <laughs> and the saw comes through and, and the arm is still going and, and, and it's like they couldn't even drop the arm all I could do was so so then they stop it and now it's up like this like doing this and so for the rest of the film everybody greeted each other like this <laughs> I think that's in the deleted scenes documentary on- oh we lost it we just DVD. lost it it's just like yeah exactly <laughs> exactly you just walk around and go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> By the yeah, way, Brody, this, no, this... Next Generation is not a masterpiece. I'm sorry. Uh-uh, get the hell out of here. We're not. We're talking about part three. Well, but maybe. it's what his comment says. I know, but. All right. Continue on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I just think, you know, this this is such a good movie, man. It and, is. And, it is. You know, with the kills happening off screen, um, I'm kind of bummed about that. Uh, I don't remember if i have it in the work print version or not i want to say that the chainsaw scene is there it's, it's there yeah it is and you 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 get to see it so it's 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 actually pretty i mean it well you you gotta understand that the times were different i mean yeah, that, that yeah. we were talk, we were the concept of a vhs release was brand new yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean you know, literally, I remember going to uh, uh, video stores at that time, and, and you, you know, it's like you didn't see any video stores that had everything. Yeah. <laughs> they, just, right. they had like, you know, maybe <clears throat> a couple hundred or three hundred tapes at any given time. Yeah, you because know, yeah. they weren't they. It wasn't a thing yet, you know. <laughs> and in fact, usually they were renting you a, v, a VHS and the tape to go with it, right? Yeah. So, so the the concept that it was going to live a long time 
was not necessarily prevalent in everybody's thinking. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it kind of just made the decision. So, you know, it, it, it's like you uh, you were basically trying to aim towards doing the best you the the worst you could. Let's say the best of the worst you could and yeah. and letting the MPAA and then sitting at, tell you what you could get away with and then fighting them on it all the way yeah. down. The line. Oh, yeah. And that fight went on for a year with that show. Yeah. And I feel it kind of. It kind of hurt the movie a bit, especially if you watch, you know, the the rated version. It, it the unrated flows a lot better than the 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 rated version yeah. does. And I just but I even I feel like the even the unrated version could have been just so much more. It could have been. But but you know what? You you gotta remember this is this was this did get I mean, we still showed more than the original. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. See, and that's what I love. <laughs> yeah, the original shows absolutely. And that's that's what I love about the progression of Leatherface. You get a little bit more. You get a little yeah. bit more. And then you get to three and you're like, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah. Like, it's fucking go well, time. Like, yeah, you know, the, the, the great thing is, is, is uh, I mean, I just recently saw the Terrifier, right? Oh, yeah. You know, the scene yeah. I'm thinking of, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. Like, See? Yeah. That's what we wanted to do. Yes. <laughs> 30 years ago. <laughs> 30 yeah. Plus years and ago. I mean, shit, that would have been fucking epic to pull off in those times. That would have been great. Oh. I can just I can just imagine people running out of the theater back in oh, 1990 yeah. from something like that. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. And that, that makes me wish that because now now three years later, New Line made Jason Goes to Hell. And right. Adam Mar- Adam Marcus has been noted saying like they wanted him to make the most that, violent that was, movie he could. By the way, that's Adam Marcus's version of the hidden. Yeah, which, yeah, which we did <laughs> learn. Yeah, I, yeah. I call him. I call him on it all the time. I go, Jesus <laughs> Christ, man, we made that film ten years before you. <laughs> but so, but they actually said, you know, make as violent of a movie as you can because we got to give a rated version. And an unrated version. Yeah. So it makes me wish that three years earlier, it's like, hey, why don't you guys go for broke here? And then, you know, but, but you know. But that's what I'm saying is, is we didn't know that an unrated version would have anywhere to go. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's like it, it's like it wasn't until it's funny. You put your you put your finger on it right there is that was the difference. That was when all of a sudden you started to think about, oh, well, we could go. We can go both ways, right? Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't in the consciousness and, and and you know what? By the time it was released, it was in the consciousness, mm-hmm. but it was released a lot later than you think it was. Yes, it was right. released yeah. a lot later than it was made. I mean, we were I, I think that we were a year and a half, almost two years in fighting over it before yeah. before we actually got it released. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I think that in the end Bob Shea wound up releasing a couple of other things. Including his own awful film uh, at that time, and did I say Bob Shea's a friend of mine? <laughs> you might have mentioned Some, it somewhere in the beginning, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His own awful film. <laughs> you can say that. Yes, <laughs> of course, please. But I mean, this 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 movie is it's it's probably one of my favorites, you know. And, and knowing that it wasn't filmed in Texas, which is fine. Leatherface is still a Texas boy. <laughs> and it, it it was one of the first horror movies that I was ever introduced to. 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I just fell in love with the character. Like, there, there's just something. I, I and for the longest time, I thought it was real until finally one day, my dad decided to tell me I was fucking with you. It's not real. I was terrified that it's this not family was never cut. Yeah, I was terrified, and he let me believe that for the longest fucking time. <laughs> but th- and this movie just brings that back because you're like, fuck, man, Texas is so fucking big. You, you, mm. I mean. This could, this could Happen. be. Yeah. There could be a gas station where they fucking have this weird ass fucking family serving fucking human body parts as barbecue, or watching you fucking take a piss and shit. You know, it, it's it's just very creepy. These these films are so creepy to me because, like I said, I live here, and when you're traveling across Texas, you see these things. And anytime I'm driving anywhere, if I'm driving across Texas to go see my mom, I'm like, hey, look, that looks like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, look, <laughs> Leatherface could be there. Oh, look, yep, yeah, look at that hitchhiker. He's probably going to want to take my picture, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, and this one, I just, I, it, I love this movie so much because, like I said, it gives Leatherface that raw aggression again. Yeah. Right? We, we get to see him just, you know, but we do get that moment where he still has that, that child like you know when he's sitting there what, what was he doing spelling right on the right. Thing, you know? that, thing, yeah yeah on this to me that's to me that was utter brilliance i mean yeah that was, because yeah. you get to see that while yes he is this giant menacing monster yeah. you still, he still has this childlike brain and i that, mean he's, that's his biggest appeal there he is still getting his ass kicked by a cnc Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. While he's out there kicking ass, the CNC is kicking his ass. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. You know, we, <laughs> and all, funny, we all have our we all have our challenges in life. Yeah. The funny yes. thing about that scene is, I got to pull the old joke. I'm always said, "Hey, why do cannibals not eat clowns?" She's like, "I don't know." I said, "Because they taste funny." Because <laughs> that's just <laughs> that's a way. Oh, Katie's cutting in. <laughs> snip, fucking snip. <laughs> Well, 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 howdy the fucking duty there, gentlemen. It is all your DKB back for another episode of Gormor, and this week I'm here to talk to you about Leatherface 3. Now, Leatherface 3 to me is absolutely fucking exquisite. I love this film so much. It's definitely highly underrated, it's underappreciated, it doesn't get the recognition it deserves, and it's definitely the one in the franchise that no one really ever speaks about. And I kind of feel that, to me, this is actually one of the strongest, so... In that sense, like, I mean, I've just got nothing but mad nostalgia with this film. Like, me and my brother would watch the absolute fuck out of this film, especially when it was unrated on VHS back in the day. Yeah, it was quite a bit of a rare thing to get unrated fucking horror films back down here in the day. So, you know, to see this, it was awesome. We loved it. Fucking absolutely a banger. So, moving on to Leatherface himself. Um, I love the overall character design of Leatherface. He has a very physical, haunting, towering, intimidating um, persona about him in that sense. I mean, the way he's able to physically attack people, run after them, um, just with his grotesque fucking mask. I kind of wish that we actually got to see his face underneath. And I did read or hear somewhere that they were going to do that, but unfortunately we never got that until the remake. It's okay. I'm still happy with the way this was portrayed. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Oh, and the fucking chainsaw. I mean, 
That's fucking badass. I mean, that motherfucker was sort of standing on <laughs> Shit, you could take about three trees out of that bad boy once. Um, <laughs> what else? Yeah, the family themselves. Uh, I kind of think they actually stick together quite well in that character development sense of being this fucking crook-in-the-head family. I mean, cannibalistic motherfuckers up in the hills, eating people. They played off extremely well. And the little girl, with her... Uh, Fetus doll, I guess you could say, was done extremely well. She had a bit of a um, dark side to her. But, I yeah, bet. I mean, <laughs> I love every single bit of that. Um, special mention to bloody uh, Alfredo. Alfredo is my favourite in this right. film. I love <laughs> I loved um, Alfredo. The screen with his presence, he's absolutely fucking hilarious. Uh, he's he just yeah, has no filter. He just doesn't give a fuck about really? anything. Um, yeah. It was fun. It was good to see him actually in this film, just to give that comedic relief to an extent. Um, the violence, like I said, I could rave on all day about the violence in this film. Practical effects are fucking amazing. Production design was fantastic. Um, Nick, if you're watching, kudos to you, brother. That was fantastic, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially the gas station. Um, uh, what else? I mean, yeah, I love everything about this film. It's absolutely fucking awesome. Kind of feel that we. Uh, Definitely got some of the, well, I'm, I, I honestly wish we actually got to see some of the scenes that they put on the cutting room floor that we that they've just gone for good. Uh, unfortunately, we're never ever going to get to see those, and that's a bit sad. So, um, yeah, I mean, fantastic oh, film. Brody. I can't rave on it. No, 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 there's, there's even more. more. So this week I'm going to give you a Goromor score of a solid four for me. Okay, yep, excellent. That's right, you yeah. fucking heard it. Solid four. Oh, yeah. So this is DKB signing out. Looking forward to what you guys have to say about it. And, uh, yeah, I'll catch you next week. Cheers. You know. And I forgot to mention, this has a kick-ass fucking soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. So I'm bumping yeah. it up to a four point fucking two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is one way you can actually see, like, certain deleted scenes. The comics don't go with the movie. They go with movie and script. Hmm. There's a lot that's in these that's not in the movies, and I'm like, that's way more graphic than we ever got. Huh. Well, we got one more, one more person to hear from. Let's kick this no, over. Hi, Gormore. This is your redhead of the dead, Heather, uh, here to talk about Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three. This was a great flick. This was very fun to watch. I watched it twice, and <clears throat> this podcast is going to be really great. And really excited. Um, some of what I wanted to do was actually just kind of ask a couple questions because we are going to have somebody special to potentially answer them. Um, but let me start off with saying the beginning, the mass grave, um, all the body parts, the goo and all that, the worms. I really liked um, how that was put together. Good practical effects there. Um, in the bathroom at the gas station, I noticed the pieces of pictures of women on the wall and it made me think of the movie Pieces. So just throwing that out there. Um, <clears throat> I really want to watch that movie again. Um, when they're leaving the gas station, the shotgun shot to the rear windshield, I liked how it was like kind of this like perfect circle. And then the whole rest of the windshield was pervasively, uniformly cracked, shattered. Um, it looked really cool. And I was wondering how difficult it was to, uh, to make that effect work. Um, Really liked the car crash when they first get blown off the road. I thought that was cool looking. <clears throat> um, I also really liked all the traps set in the woods. I don't 
recall um, that being a common theme in, in other Chainsaw movies before, and I thought that was a really cool concept. <clears throat> um, with the soundtrack, I was wondering if those were kind of like unknown bands that, um, you know, maybe somebody involved in the project knew and was able to work with because the, the music was really good. It obviously, um, you know, wasn't like Metallica or something, but that was like the feel you were going for was that hard rock sound, and it, and it was really great. <clears throat> um, I have to mention one of my favorite lines in the movie. Um, Alfredo says to Junior, well, looks like you got a present for a job you didn't finish. You <laughs> lost the darkie, didn't you? <laughs> and then, oh, the point being, uh, Alfredo was my douche. Um, how can you throw your brother's Walkman into the oven? That's like one of the few things that seems to bring him some kind of like peace. And <laughs> how douchey is that? Um, afraid it was tinker favorite character i love what they wrote for him in this script oh my god it was just constantly hilarious and disturbing and he was he was just great i love that character um oh back to when they were leaving the gas station i really liked um that moment of leatherface when he pulls the, the lid of the trunk off and he's he's standing there in the road and then he like slams it down I don't know what it was, just that he image. I really, he was fucking I really liked brutal. that. <clears throat> I could see that on a poster. <laughs> um, oh, I was wondering for Sally, the little girl's doll, if you recall what animal skull it was that you used for that, because I couldn't quite place it. I was curious about that. And by the way, that little girl's creepy as fuck. <laughs> uh, and I think that's pretty much it. I know I got to keep these videos semi-short. Oh, one last thing. Tex. At one point, I noticed his fingernails, fingernails were painted. Mm-hmm. And then I like noticed, you know, he's wearing that women's apron, which I'd noticed before, but I didn't think anything of it because it's covered in blood and whatever. But then I saw the fingernails, and now I'm wondering, is there something going on there? Is there like a cross-dressing <laughs> type of deal going on with Tex? I was kind of curious about that. Um, all right. Well, I'm already longer than I normally am, so I will cut it off now. That's what he said. And I will say rating <laughs> um, 4.3. Nice. All right. And uh, this is your redhead of the dead saying I'll eat your brains later. And um, really excited to watch the rest of this podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye. I, I love how Heather doesn't have like a little notebook. It's a giant fucking cube. It's a shiny, giant sheet of <laughs> fucking paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like putting your it's like it's like dry on a wall for your notes well, <laughs> you know, right here I was it's, it's not paper she has a hunk of drywall right in front of her <laughs> oh, oh. I, was, I was known for that I was known, I was known for picking up a piece of wood and, and, and like making a drawing on it really quick and handing it to somebody like, oh you know, it does Funny thing, we've done that when we were rebuilding our house here. That's exactly what we did: was just making notes yeah. and drawings on scraps of wood. I was, I, <laughs> it's, I swear, it's right there. Yeah, <laughs> people still have pieces of uh, stuff that I was drawing, like on Nightmare on Street Four and Three. Right? Yeah. Like, like the, oh, this is me. Yeah, that that's a keepsake right there. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah that's a big you know, keepsake. Three or, yeah, three or four carpenters that still have them that sent them to me to be signed, and I had to send them back. You know? <laughs> that's awesome. So. Uh, she brought up the room, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention how you do that, uh, that big hole, right? Um, the, 
what you've done, what they've done is they've taken and they've uh, used mylar. They coated the window with mylar and then cut that out of the mylar. And then, and then they take a, a piece of what's called a Bondo ball. And they take the Bondo ball and they, they use an air cannon and a Bondo ball and they aim it up at it. It's from inside of the car. Oh, okay. And so, so then you can't get, uh, the thing is, is then they blow it through the glass. It's tempered glass. So that, so they'll put a bunch of steel pieces around the, uh, around the uh, Bondo ball. And the, the thing that's nice is the Bondo ball, when it hits, it breaks up and it just looks like the glass going up. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it leaves the small hole that the Bondo ball went out with. But mm-hmm. then beans is the mylar will hold the rest of the uh, tempered glass in place. Hmm. Oh, there is okay. there are so many there are so many tricks that you that you learn just to deal with glass yeah. and different types of glass that you use. You know, uh, uh, candy glass using mirrors with fifty fifty and shaving pieces and 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 going to tempered glass when you want the little tiny pieces going by and uh, oh it's you know, just the just just that is uh, a huge set of of learning. You know how to do all these techniques. You know, yeah. Glass is a is a big deal. I can imagine it's tricky. Well, yeah, it's I know tricky. we have we have the man on here, but I know Chad, you do have some behind the scenes stuff. So if you want to read them, and then if Mick wants to interject and then add a little bit more, let's do that, baby. <laughs> Okay, I got to find some of the stuff that we haven't already touched on, which isn't easy. <laughs> uh, the, the film trailer was done before they even had a director and before right. Right, the film trailer was done a year and a half before the film. Wow. You know, the, it, and that's a year and a half before the film started. Uh, the that was that was actually done while I was working on uh, Freddy's Nightmares with Toby Hooper. He did the first episode. Yes, you get the first Freddy's episode. Nightmares. And I did it I with him. That show so nice. Toby Toby Hooper was an amazingly weird person. <laughs> <laughs> he did give us some damn good films, though. Yes. yes yeah. No. No. But 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 everybody like really appreciates my imitation of Toby Hooper. Uh, yeah. I, I I went in for a meeting with him, and, and literally, it's you know like. You, you, I was doing that show, and you were very little time and stuff like that. And uh, so I go into this room that Toby's in, and he's sitting here, and he's smoking a cigar, and he's like, "So anyway, man, you know, that, that, oh, I won. If we can get this, uh, you know, the uh, like this, um, oh yeah." 25 fucking minutes straight. <laughs> I just sat there with the most confused look on my face. All I was just trying to do was just go, you know, I tried to follow it for a while, but I'm only human. And then I just tuned it out and just sat there and was just kind of like going. Yeah. <laughs> I had to watch that. <laughs> and and that was I I, I swear God that was the, the longest meeting we had about the whole film. The time he come up to me, he go, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god. That's no idea what the fuck this is. Oh my god, that's so funny. And he didn't look well either. So <laughs> it was like, hmm, hmm. It, you know, we used to call that the grip flu. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> So, anyway, so Caroline Williams reprises her role as Stretch from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and a cameo as a news reporter. Uh, director Jeff Burr said he imagined Stretch becoming a reporter following the trauma she experienced in the second film in an attempt to hunt down Leatherface. Yep, you just see her walking by real quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Now, but did, I still think that's cool that it ties it in. That yeah, is true. And did she originally have more of a role, or was it raw, always just that little? No, that she had no role at all. So it was just that blink and you miss it kind of yeah. walk by. Walk by, gotcha. yeah. Yeah, no, it's that. That was that was a gimme. That was I. I know the director. Oh, nice. <laughs> I Never would have guessed. I Never would have guessed. <laughs> uh, Tom Savini was offered the job of directing this this film at some point. Who? Tom Savini. Uh, everybody in town was. Yes. Absolutely everybody. And, and and as the time got closer and closer and closer, there was a guy his name Jonathan. Oh, I can't think of his last name, uh, but but he he was one of those guys that kept coming around in the rotation, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like, and I knew him, and I you know basically they they literally kind of like went through the entire list of everybody that had done Freddy's Nightmares, right? You know because that was an up and comer group mm -hmm. in general, and so. Yeah, no, they went through that whole thing, and and then they started talking about Stepfather Two. Ah, we're gonna get the guy that did Stepfather Two, and I no, <laughs> okay. So Brody has a question, and I and I, and I love Jeff, and I, it, you know Jeff and I, <laughs> we had this thing that he and I had the same like kind of like uh, casual dumpy look. You know, uh, and I, you have no idea how many times that and, and Jim, the DP, was like, "Where I'm in the middle of summer, middle of summer, out in the hottest fucking wilds in the middle of nowhere, right? Super skinny, got a little skinny tie and a vest and a you know, uh, a, 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 like formal jacket and the whole fucking lot, nine yards, you know, and like." I swear to God, every time a PA would walk up and go, would walk up to him, thinking that he was the director. <laughs> oh we both just, me and Jeff would just stand there and go, oh God. <laughs> hey, he's the director. <laughs> so Brody wants to know if you saw any concept art for Leatherface, and if you did, oh, describe it to us. I have to tell you that. I have to tell you the story about this. So, here's what, here's my K and B story. So, so K and B wants me to come down and give a final uh, okay on the face. Now, in reality, K and B was really, really, really busy at the time working on. Um, well, I let's put it this way: I drove up and I couldn't park in their parking lot of their offices. Uh, because there were buffalo everywhere. So I okay. I go in the office, and there are buffalo. There are buffalo in the hallways. There's a buffalo in the bathroom. There's a fucking buffalo everywhere. There's a little, a, a group of buffalo in the, in the, um, 
in the workshop, there's buffalo absolutely everywhere. And sitting wedged between a couple of buffalo is a guy working on this mask, right? And what he has is he has a he has kind of a fully molded thing. And, and I looked at it and I just hated it. I mean, he had they had lips for the lips, you know, they had like a pair of lips for yeah. the lips. And you know, and like kind of eyelids and everything like that, and uh, and it was very molded. And so I said, "Hand me a pair of scissors." And I cut it all off. I cut the whole thing apart, and then I said, "There, now sew that back together with the biggest, funkiest shit you can, and then call me back." <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, and that's why this one has the gaping holes instead of like yeah. Any kind of refinement, so yeah. but I like it. Looks more crude. It looks like it, something it looks, he literally put together himself. Yeah, yeah. that he actually sewed together way. as yeah. opposed to just a whole face. That's what I wanted. Now, I wanted yeah. it, to, and it works. Hey, you know what I wanted? It, I wanted it to all almost look like you know people threw pieces of meat on him. <laughs> pieces. Yeah. Of meat. Well, I mean, and like that's said, basically it what it would have been. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is really great because I don't know if anybody here has ever seen Thanks Killing. Oh my God! Yes, yes, yes! Oh. Fuck yes! God damn it! Yes! I swear, oh. God, to me, to me, I swear, I, I, I immediately got a flashback when the turkey was at the front door and he's wearing the skin of the. <laughs> I was like, oh fuck! They are like totally mimicking us. That is so fucking cool. And I talked to the director before. You know, he's a really, yeah. really cool guy. And uh, yeah, it, it, he was like, yeah, he says, that's literally what we were trying to do is we were trying to imitate that look. And I go, there you go. Or yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. What else do we got, Chad, Eddie? Uh, let's see. Uh, really, a lot of the stuff, you know, Mick has already mentioned. We've already talked about, you know, there was originally supposed to be an unmasking scene, but they they pitched that out. Uh Here's an interesting one. The ranch where most of the filming was done is so close to the Six Flags Magic Kingdom amusement park that yes. the director Jeff Burr swears you can hear screams Wait. from the roller coaster during some of the takes. Literally, oh, you could you could hear screaming. In fact, we got to the point that where we started that roll, you know, on really busy like when we were doing a weekend, it was so raucous that we would have to like uh, do it in um, because it was this one roller coaster that went. That you could see over the mountain behind mm -hmm. us, right? You just see this one, just the top of this one. And when they got up to the top of that, we could hear them right there, right? Yeah. So we wait until like one of them went and then roll. Roll <laughs> 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 <Cool> sound quick. <laughs> well, that sure I'm didn't gonna... give you much time then. Yeah. Well, you. <laughs> I got a question for Mr. Mick. So in the comments back here, everybody was talking about the trailer. And I know that I, at least one of my heard, so I, I think this is a fact. Uh, for the trailer, they said Kane Hodder was playing Leatherface, but it said that Kane never did the trailer. So do you happen to know who did Leatherface in that trailer? I don't know. Nobody knows. I mean, I, I mean I've mean, i talked to Kane about it. I, I know that he wasn't there. Uh, okay. I know it wasn't R.A. Um, you know, it, it's funny. is uh, like I just recently, <laughs> just about... Uh, maybe it was three or four years ago. There was a, a full moon tattoo uh, a con here in, in Nashville, and I'd just gotten here, right? And uh, I get invited over there, and I do. And as I walked into the build into the building, 
I, I hear this lunatic call from all the way across the building. God damn it, Nick Strawn, it's been 30 motherfucking years. That was R.A. Over the door. <laughs> <laughs> to walk in the door. Oh my and then nice, awesome. he's the nicest guy, he really is. Oh, he's, a, he's always cool to me. And then That's one more question on that subject. Sure. How much was Kane Leatherface in the movie? Because everybody's always debated this too. It's, I know that, I know that whenever he was doing a stunt thing, it was Kane, because R.A. wasn't wasn't uh, a member of the uh, stunt guild, right? Okay. So, so he could have done a minor stunt, but I don't think that he wanted to. Um, so anytime that we're in, and it's hard to describe what a stunt is because stunts aren't always super apparent. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I'm saying? I mean, it, if they're done right, they're not apparent at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Fair but, but it was cool. It was cool how they got that. They they actually got that face off though and Hatchet. When yeah. Ari and and uh, and Kane actually finally got that like yeah because yeah. you know, fucking. So uh, you got anything else, Chad? Daddy? Oh uh, yeah. This- this was the final final movie to be given an X certificate by the MPAA before the rating was replaced with NC-17. Oh. Yes, and uh, we that's exactly why it took a year and a half to get rid of that. And editing frame... And, and you know what would ha- what you would do is, is you would just edit it. They would say, well, we need you to take this and this and this and this out, so you'd take out a frame. <laughs> see if that would work you know? <laughs> sometimes you know, it does the trick though well you know the thing is, is sometimes they wouldn't send the same guy over so <laughs> <laughs> so you could get away I'll, with it yeah oh yeah anything uh, else Chad I, I'm looking like I said there's still uh, most of this and Brody mentioned this in the comments yes Peter Jackson was also one of the first choices for director right him? Like Nick said, everybody had to. Yeah, everybody, everybody could have directed this. Anybody. Yeah. Uh, Toby Hooper was actually originally going to be involved. He submitted a treatment to New Line, but bowed out of the projects due to scheduling conflicts concerning his film Spontaneous Combustion. Yeah, okay. Right on. I'm kind of interested to see what his treatment would have been like. Yeah. Uh, yeah but, you know, there was a certain period where Toby just kind of to a certain extent, kind of rested on his laurels, and yeah, you know, uh, I mean, it, it, remember Poltergeist was right around this a little bit earlier, but around this time, and there were a lot of stories about him just being utterly worthless on that. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. say that he was utterly worthless. I don't want to say that, um, but he was a very hard to communicate with man. Yeah, it's, it's, we've all heard the rumors. We've all been, yes, yes. We've all yeah. widely believe that uh, Spielberg directed more of Poltergeist than Toby did. Yeah, yeah. You know, the late the late eighties was hard on a lot of people. Oh yes. <laughs> How many times was this movie submitted to MPAA to even get somewhere? Oh, I'm sure. You know, I I don't know the ins and outs of it, but yeah, you know, I think it was every two weeks for. Ever for my, in, in my notes it's, in my notes it says like eleven times total probably oh, probably so about that. yeah wow. yeah and, and there's editing time in between every one of those you know so mm-hmm. uh, yeah you know it's it's not like you it's not like your driving test 
yeah it was um like i say it was a it, it was a lot of fun it was um interesting um it was hot <laughs> you could tell definitely tell mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh i uh I, to this day, I, I don't know why I picked that color for the car. <laughs> Mint, mint's green. I think I, I think I just wanted to fuck with everybody, you know? I, re- I really like the color. I, That's I, got, I, I just wanted to cut. You, you know what I literally did? I sat there and went, okay, I'm going to paint this car. Because the car color was like, you know, that burgundy color? And I didn't want that. And I thought, I'm just going to go for a color that I never seen before and then i realized that i actually somehow or other hit the same color that the cadillac was in the hidden (laughs) (laughs) it's like how did i fucking do that i mean it subconsciously came up and hit me in the back of the head right oh what are you what 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 are you gonna do right yeah god all right so what we got anything else or is that about it that's about it. I think we've hit the nail on the head as far as behind the scenes stuff. You know, Mick here has been an absolute gem to have. It's you know, so great yeah. to have the knowledge. source. I it's know, so great it's to great. have the source. Like, fucking great. <laughs> All right, let's get to our questions, my boys. What it, format was this watched on? What was that before? What was all this before? There, it, <laughs> that this, was our bef- that was our that, behind the scenes. Yeah, that was behind the scenes and general discussion, and then oh, general man. discussion, and then questions for Mick. This is questions about how we watch the film. Mm-hmm. Ah. So, what format did you boys watch this on? I got the uh, Blu-ray DVDs, old school DVD, old school DVDs, right here. I saw it in the screen room. <laughs> <laughs> Mick, Mick, Mick was wins. there. Mick wins. Okay. And, and Mick I was there. He was there. Mick, Mick I wins. was there. Yeah. I watched it with my eyes. Live. I you know, made I, it with my he could safely say I made it with my hands. You made it you with know, your hands. I yes. also want to say I love Mick's ability to recall everything about this yes. because I have trouble remembering what I did last week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like during our slice of life, I'm like, what the fuck did we do? And then at the end of the show, I'm like, oh fuck, I for- I just remembered I did something. <laughs> I have a I have a weird way with recall. I can I really I can I cannot remember, you know, what I had for breakfast. But I I remember everything according to according to the project, right? Yeah. And I still remember everything according to the project. And part of it was because things change fast when you're a production designer. And if you ever sit down and make, if you start making a list of everything that you have to do, that's all you're going to do for the whole film is make a list of everything you have to do. Yeah. yeah. So you just have to commit it and build the film in your head. And when you do build the film in your head, then you have a tendency to remember it pretty much forever. Yeah. Okay. So one more question from Brody before we move on. One more Mick question. Mick. Brody says, how many blunts did you smoke with Vigo Mortensen, Mick? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is really interesting. Is Vigo, uh, at the time, Vigo and Kate and Bill all lived in the same apartment complex. Oh, shit. Oh. And what they would do is they would drive, they would drive down in Bill's, uh, Bill had like a little Nissan, and they would drive down back down in the Nissan and, and, and they were always talking about 
what it was like to like stop at a 7-Eleven on the way in to get coffee, right? You know, because at the end of the day, they were all just, you know, <laughs> what, what? I mean, particularly Kate. I mean, yeah. you got to think about Kate's Kate's role in this. Is she was she was like black with blood from yeah. head to toe, right? Yeah. You know, and uh, and they would always walk in and they they would laugh about I've talked to them since many times, uh, you know, about going in 7-Eleven and how much nobody would react to them. There's two things going on here. Either they're a bunch of actors. Or they're trouble and you don't want to talk to them. <laughs> Either way, you just don't want to deal with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's so, fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, moving on. Douche of the film. Oh, God. I... I'm going to go Tex. with Fredo. I'm going with Tex. Mm. The douche of the film? Yeah. 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 On screen, not behind the scenes. On screen, I was about to, I was about to say, is he gonna, I was going to say, he's either going to say two people he mentioned already. You can see the gears grinding. He had something. Sorry, sorry about that. No, it's Tex. Tex was was that guy, you know. Yeah, I think I he, think I got to agree with that. Yeah, he right. he lured them in. He did. Yeah, he did. He did his job very well at that. Also, you know. Uh, favorite kill. Oh, the guy, the girl to the tree getting the saw. Yeah. Yeah, the girl through the tree. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that one. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Chad, same? <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. All right. Uh, best scene. Okay. Uh, well, uh, after he kills the girl to the tree, you see Leatherface's feet and them just kind of moving forward like he's stalking them. I love that scene because the music that goes with it is so friggin' dark. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I have an odd, I have an odd favorite scene. Uh, All right. Alfredo dropping the bo- the bodies off in the uh, water, right? Yes. And he walks in and he's dragging. I, I love I love that just the way he's right. muttering to he's himself, muttering yeah. to himself, singing to look, himself. Look at the look at the. I mean, we built that swamp, right? Yeah. Uh, we had to keep chasing snakes out of it. Uh, we built this little swamp, and it was cement. I mean, we had a guy and the whole thing, and then we put this great um, Texas moss all over mm-hmm. the place. You know, that yeah. weird, weird thing about Texas is, and I didn't learn this until later, but I sort of got. I kept looking at pictures of moss, right? I mean, you know, because that's that's what we do is we look at pictures and we. Uh, I got to make it look like Texas. And it always looked like the moss just fucking was thrown into the trees, right? Yeah. Yeah. And here's the weird ass thing about it. I went through Texas about 10 years ago. <laughs> and, and the first thing I did was I looked at a tree that had the fucking moss in it. And I thought, it looks like they fucking just, just throw it out there. There. Yep. There is yep. no logic. There is no logic to it whatsoever. <laughs> and then now I live in the South and I see that moss everywhere and I. Just keep asking myself this. Why is that there? Why is there just a fucking strand of that? Just, just, and, and strands just through this fucking tree. And there's no logic. It's not like they're tied into the roots or they're tied into the leaves. Fucking there. It's like it was, it's like God just throws that shit around. 
And it's exactly what it's <laughs> Sorry, that's that's a specifically a perfection designer's nightmare right there. You gotta know why. And there is no why to it at all. But I just I just love him muttering and it, 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 just something about it to yeah. me that, that just kind of blands the film, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you get to re- you get to really see the crazy, you know, especially when he like kisses that the severed head, like yeah, yeah. right. Um, I'm gonna go with when Leatherface just rips the fucking trunk off of that fucking car because you get to see how fucking powerful this dude is. He's got that strength. I'm not gonna say the word, but he's got that R word strength, and he just fucking rips that trunk off, and you're like, oh shit, like, <laughs> holy you know shit. what? It makes me question: How'd you get your fucking fingers in that? Yeah, well, we'll we'll never know, but it happened. I don't know if I want to. My favorite. If he's gonna finger something, that never mind. Continue forward (laughs) or stretch or stretch in part two. uh, I I think that I got to pick for my favorite scene is the introduction of uh, Ken Foray's character and his interaction with those two, and he's helping them. Just because it gave my favorite line of the whole movie of when uh, when he's when when the two he's telling him you know what happened, and he said there's two dudes chase there's a bunch of guys chasing us. He has a chainsaw. He said, "You saw what now?" You saw, what? <laughs> and I just—he said that, and I just started giggling, and then I just started full-blown laughing, and I could not stop laughing at this. I looked at my wife and like, I don't know why, I just cannot stop laughing at that line. <laughs> so that was my favorite part right there. All right, all right. Did the opening scene hook you in? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the whole opening, the whole opening crawl, explaining and everything. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the bodies on the side of the road down in, in the, I, it's funny is we dug them. Um, we dug them, we put the gore in there and just like left it to the camera department. And I, they just did such a great job of it. Yeah. It's so utterly disgusting. Utterly it is it, it's it's just great practical effects all the way really, around. Really, it is. I, so I, good. I mean, and, and it's it, it, it's not a challenging practical effect, you know. Basically, yeah. there was a lot of oatmeal used, and uh, but it's just so it's done in such a stark way, you know. Yeah. It's like almost pure black and white. You can hardly even the the you know it's desaturated, and uh, I just it, it just starts it starts you out with your stomach turning, you know. It, it does. It, it really does. And even it makes it look like and. From the, it sounds like that that's been sitting caking in there, and when right. you hear the, it's like, oh god, like that's been sitting there for how long, you know? Right. I I I, I appreciated that. You know, sometimes you sometimes you you dig a hole and you just pour talent into it. Yeah, you just <laughs> fucking. There you go. Literally, right. yep. <laughs> Most attractive character. Kate Hodge. Uh, Kate Hodge. To me, I got to tell you, to me, Kate Hodge is just one of the, from the time, was just one of the best looking, best acting final girls ever, you know? Yeah. Agreed. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to disagree with that. You know, what's really weird about it is like she doesn't come up on anybody's list of like the best final girls. And to me, you know, I always feel like, like, uh, like, I, I, I mean, I, I keep seeing those those kind of lists and stuff, and she's not on. And, and, and the first thing I do is I send a strongly worded email. <laughs> <laughs> and the probably the sad part about that is probably only because the film just didn't do good. 
Yeah. But yeah. it's yeah, which and, and that's unfortunate because she is she's probably one of the few that fought back, had to deal with a lot of shit. And she was so, so and, we're and watching she, it last night, right? And and my girlfriend goes when she's pulling the you know her hands off the nose, she goes, Oh my god, she just unjesused herself. <laughs> I was like oh, it's oh, a reverse Jesus. Ooh, I, can, ooh, I was like, I can't Jesus. with you. I can't with you. <laughs> oh. no, so I, did I the thought, sport. I thought, oh, go ahead. I thought she was incredible through the yeah, whole. Yeah, she thing. was good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I thought yeah. I I like Bill too, but Bill had a kind of a, you know, he had a very Bill. You know, he yeah. looked like he looked like he does in every role. You know, he's the um, he's the ineffectual one that gets killed quickly. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, but Kate boys. was Kate was something special. She was. Did the score? Did it set the mood? Yes, okay, I, I'm go, I'm going with this because oh, I oh, have oh. Uh, or, no Mick. Go ahead, go ahead, Mick. No, let, me Mick give, let me give you something quick. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a tie-in to this to other New Line Cinema films, and I think that if you if you understand it, you will understand some. There's there's a Kevin uh, Kevin Benson, and Kevin Benson was one of the first music supervisors. To come in and and say no, we're not going to do fake rock. We're not going to do fake shit. We're going to bring real rock musicians that are current. And he did it on Nightmare on Street Three, The Hidden, Four, uh, this weird little film that he started out on called um, um, Quiet Cool. Um, a lot of uh, all of a sudden, New Line Cinema came, became known to have like the great music. Right. And 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 it was because of this one guy, Kevin Benson, that just pulled all that together. And okay. and so if you really enjoy the music to it and you think it was way cut above everybody else, it's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> he did a damn good job. Yes, he did. And even not even just talking about the songs, uh, Jim Manzi, I have his soundtrack on right. CD. You can only find it a handful of paces. I feel it's one of the best horror movie soundtracks along with it's a soundtrack, but it's a soundtrack that uses sound like the original chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. So like, he's got a good mix of the, you know, kind of stuff. And then you hear the, like the clicking stuff that like easily one of the best horror movie soundtracks. And yes, with the thrash metal and everything, that part of the soundtrack is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last Rocket, you could go down the list. They all are great bands. Yeah, yeah. And he was the first one that brought that whatever because before that, you know, even John Carpenter noticed how bad the music was hmm. that the studios would bring out because they would bring out their generic their generic bands and their generic uh you know rock and roll and this and that. And so he he got pissed off and went in and did it himself. Right, and yeah, he did that on the mouth of madness. He did. I mean, he was the first one that started do- that that started doing that because he was gonna let them fuck with music. And then you started to get. Then Kevin Benson came in, and then it started to become a thing. By the time you get into the mid nineties, hmm. You know, uh, I want my little star with the little da 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 da. The more, the more you know. 
<laughs> That'd be fucking great if we had that. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta find a way to get that on there. We'll have to get it on there somehow. <laughs> All right, boys. Best no. song. Leatherface. Uh, yeah, Last Rocket. Yeah, I love that song. That's that that's on a frequent rotation on my iPod. And the funny thing is, like, okay, so the year this came out, uh, I was a freshman. No, the year after, I was a freshman in high school. And every year, the freshman would have a trip to Washington D.C. And while we're at Washington D.C., you know, we're we get to this huge mall, and everybody else is by. And what do I buy? I buy the freaking soundtrack to Leatherface on cassette tape, and listen to it so many times on that trip. <laughs> I still have it. It's in my garage. Unfortunately, uh, my musical tastes would always run to uh, uh, Grateful Dead. <laughs> so, yeah, and so oh, Grateful Dead. So I, I would go. Uh, you know, uh, I like really like uh, Sacramento, uh, Sacramento Expo in nineteen seventy four. Only, <laughs> only the bootlegs. See what I'm saying? Just the bootleg stuff. Yeah, just bootlegs. In fact, in fact. I have a great story about I every show that I would do, we would go out and we would buy a BW band and we would drive that band to every show. If if there was a tour on the West Coast, we would fall. We would, every weekend we would be at that. <laughs> That's we would great. Be watching the Dead, right? And so we saw them in. I think that we saw them at the Forum. We saw them in Long Beach. We saw them in Berkeley, and then we saw them in. Uh, Sacramento at the at the Expo Center, and and we saw them on Sunday. We were driving back down to set. Uh, the van the van broke down, which it did constantly. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was kind of part of the whole charm of it, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And I was really good at fixing it, so I go out and I fix it, and, and we get it, and and we drive. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sunday, my art director <laughs> got a hold of some mushrooms. Right? Oh, <laughs> but he took them pretty late in the show, and they didn't—they didn't even come on. He says, "Oh, those were terrible mushrooms. They didn't even come on during the show." And I go, "Well, you took them pretty late, but yeah." You know. <laughs> so anyway, so literally, we're driving onto the set at eight o'clock in the morning, which is super late for me, right? <laughs> and Brad hadn't said anything like for the last five hours or so on the way down, right? You know, <laughs> and I'm like. Hmm, that's really weird because you know you look. I look over there and he's like, he's like, scenery <laughs> <laughs> going by like this, and I'm like, hmm. oh, I wonder what that's all about, right? So, so we we pull up onto the set. Everybody, we get out of the van. You know, the director's standing there. The GP's right next to him. It's like. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How's it going? How's it? How's it going? How's it going? And Brad is standing here like this, and everybody turns to Brad because it's his turn to say good morning. Brad doesn't say anything. He just kind of looks straight ahead, and then all of a sudden he does this. He looks up and he goes, <laughs> and he just stands. Up. And I swear to God, you just have one of those moments where everybody is trying. I mean, not Brad, but. The three of us are just trying to like not look at each other's eyes, you know. Like, oh yeah, have a good day, guys. Oh shit! So the mushrooms did hit. They hit the wrong time. but you know they did hit. That's great. Okay, next question: favorite character of this film? 
Alfredo. Temporary. Yeah. I loved Alfredo. It had to be Alfredo. Really. <laughs> it was such I, a trip. I like Tinker. I mean, he was, he was, I, I, I guess because like, you know, I build the stuff for my paranormal group and I'm always yeah. trying to think outside the box. Like, what could I use to build this or build that? You know, so he I just kind of resonated with that character. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same with Alfredo, because anytime, like if I'm at work or something, I get really pissed off. I mutter to myself like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. T- Tink is my second favorite. But yeah, yeah I agree with uh, Scooby because I sit, I tinker with shit all the yeah, time. All the I got time. an R- I got an RC car apart in the damn basement. And I'm like, oh, I'll get this all together one day and just <laughs> trying to figure this shit out real quick. And he never will. Oh bullshit! Yeah. It's got I got it back together. <laughs> who who was but your favorite character in this film, Mick? Uh, Alfredo. It's got to be okay. All right, cool. I mean, he's just so fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> was it scary? Yes. Yes. Well, was, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna scary. say yes because the girlfriend did jump while watching it. So I'm I I'm and I usually say eh maybe when I was younger, but no, I this one is scary because I mean the jump scares got me too. So. Uh, does it hold up today? Yes. Yes. Not too long yes. ago, and I really enjoyed it. I really, I, I really did. I. <laughs> it's funny. It seems uh like of its age, but still really good. Like like Nightmare on Street Three, Nightmare on Street Four. I feel the same way about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you yeah. know they they are what they were, but they're ex- excellent examples of 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 a more primary primary uh feel. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything very practical. Everything. You know, yeah. right, right there. You know, the weird thing is, is this is, and, and and don't get me wrong, I totally love modern technology. I I love CGI, but it has to be in the right place, and, and it has to be I, su- yes, yeah, has to I be say the same thing. by everything. It's just a yes. tool. Yes, it's yes, yes, tool. yes. It's just a tool in the box, and and we didn't. The best tool that we had, or the biggest tool that we had, was blue screen. Right, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, is it was a weak tool. And so to support it, we had all these great practical effects. That was if you had to go that far, right? Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. nowadays it's there. Unfortunately, it's used as a crutch a lot of times. And and it is what I call the producer's solution. Because anything that's done CGI, the producers can change later on yeah. uh, to, to suit their own needs. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I don't like that. But that visceral feel um i don't we didn't know at the time that we did three and four and and even you know texas chainsaw massacre threes is is that that we were right on the cusp of everything changing and uh yeah and then you know you you go to 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 five years later everybody's trying something different all the time you know just maybe not that successfully and then another uh seven eight years down the line, all, all of a sudden the digital revolution just explodes, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I wrote a book about Nightmare on Street 4 called uh, Behind the Screens. Yes. Uh, and it, it and it, it chronicles like one of the last of like where everything was practical, you know? Uh, and I, like I say, I think that it, w- it was of its time and it's, and it's, a, it's a beautiful film. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that's oh, oh. All right, boys. How was the acting? It was very good. Was great. Very yeah. good. Super stronger than a lot. I mean, yeah. definitely stronger than a lot. I, I, uh, yeah, all, all the way through the crew, uh, all the way through the cast. I mean, just 
absolutely right down the line. Just uh, characters. Yeah, I mean, there, real characterizations. There's not a bad performance. Right. There is not fodder. There's no yeah. fodder in this film. You know, yeah. this is this is probably the best acting in the entire franchise in this film right here. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Because you know why? There's people that are pushed to limits, Kate Hodge, and you could see someone eventually getting, you get to a fed up point or just like, this is your fight or flight. Well, she yep. fought and went. Yep. I think in real life she was getting pretty fed up too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know it's sick to be her on that film. I'll tell you. <laughs> funny thing though is the other girl in the film. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So, like, Every other time I saw the movie and saw how she was, I'm like, is there something wrong with this girl? Is she like, is she like part of the family and inbred or something? And it just occurred to me today. It's like this girl has severe PTSD because of yep. what she just went through. Like it right. never hit me then until just today when I watched yeah. it. She saw some shit and she was yeah, living she through went it. Through some, yeah. And yeah. I mean, and she, she did great too. Yeah. I mean, she did amazing. She, yeah. For, from you're, somebody you're, who has actually suffered PTSD, like it's, I mean, I could feel like her emotion through the screen. I was like, fuck, like, she just saw everybody she was with die, and so she's I mean, just like, Fuck. even the armadillo was pretty convincing, right? Oh, yeah. the armadillo oh, yeah. was probably the course. most convincing death. <laughs> Best death, the armadillo. <laughs> uh, did you guys like the cinematography? Yes, yeah, beautifully lit. Uh, yep. the blues, the wash, it gave you the sense of claustrophobic, yet in an open space. Yes, really That's did. Fair. That is fair. Did you like the premise? It's chain Texas Chainsaw. No, wait a minute. <laughs> there are two premises to this movie. Okay, go on. The one we get doesn't make sense. Ken Ferrey got chainsawed in the head. I don't know who you are. You're not surviving that. There's no... Uh, that's going further. The original ending, I like because Tink came back. Or not Tink. Um, Viggo Mortensen came back burnt charred. He got smacked with a trap, and then the whole thing with Leatherface and uh, Kate Hodge, that happens. At the end of that, she sees a cop car. It pulls up, yeah. Yeah. and it's got, the, it's got the little girl in there. Yep. Right. To me, yeah, the note, to me that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's not to say I don't... I like the fact that Leatherface comes back at the end, yes, but that ending makes more sense. Like, it's... That to me was a much more final, and as if this is really going to end well, even if it does. Yeah, which is funny because so, that's that's almost like the exact same ending we got with uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, 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 with Captain Spaulding. Yep. <clears throat> so, uh, but, but I, I, had, I, I say yes and no. I had read somewhere that that in that scene it was it was supposed to be extended, or I don't know if they even filmed it or not. Uh, that where the cop picks her up. And when they get back to the station, she finds out that it was that everybody's in on it. Like the whole town was fucking we, in on it. We never filmed that. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 I, I I I think her getting in the car is is plenty enough. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I was the one that helped with a very small unit film the other ending um, under protest. So there you go. Yeah. All right. All right, boys, we are on to our four R's. Recycle, okay, before, before that, before, before, before that, Brody asked, is that Leatherface's daughter? Is the blonde girl his daughter? I got the impression that it was because of what Mama says that uh, makes Junior makes the pretty babies. Hmm. That's above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair answer. Know. 
Sorry, sorry, there are things that are above my pay grade. <laughs> we'll just say yes, then. Yes, it was. In my mind, it was. So, there oh, there you go. You go. <laughs> or, I mean, or it's how, I mean, she could have been a baby that, you know, they killed the parents and just mama wanted to keep the baby and, you know, that, that. Or it's, or it's one of Tank or Tex's daughters. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But all right. Recycle, rewind, remake, or reboot? Rewind. Rewind. Rewind all day, every day. Oh, yes. Rewind. Yeah, rewind. All right. Now, now, here comes the, the big part. Let's rate this out of five. Chad Daddy. You know, uh, I'm going to give it four and a quarter, you know. I'm, I think that's a very fair score. It's a, it's a very fun movie. I really enjoy it. All right. Mick? Hmm. I think uh, I love the production design. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's superb. Genius. Yeah, you know what? I, it's a chef's kiss. Funny, getting, it's funny that you asked the question about the acting, and and I thought it was direct. I, I I'm going to have to go four point three because I I really, you know, there's just nothing wrong with this film. Yeah. All right, Bobo. Uh, I'm going to agree with Mick a four point three. Like there is nothing wrong with it. The only th- the only problem we got was the MPAA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and you can't fight something on it that like that. So yeah, had we gotten all the the gore, yeah, it would be a, a you know it'd be a little higher. But a four point three is very fair. There's no cut corners, acting, cinematography. It's all great. So yeah, four point three million percent. All right, I'm gonna go a little bit higher than that because Leatherface is a Texas boy, as am I. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this film a four and a half. Simply Not that Tarina wasn't shot in Texas. Oh man, you're gonna Tarina oh. wasn't shot in Texas, but doesn't matter. It's still in the name. Oh man, you're gonna make me do math now. <laughs> you four, have to do math. Point two five plus. 4. I can't make it easy on you, Chad Daddy. <laughs> I can't make it easy on you. Three plus four point five. What was Brody? Brody was what four point two. Uh, yeah. You're averaging about four point. And and what was Heather's again? Was it four point two or four point? I think she said four point two. She said four point three. Four point three? Okay. Yeah. Okay, and that's one, two, three, four, five, six. That gives us a score of four point three. Nice. Very well deserved. Yeah. All right, Chad Daddy, what do we have coming up next week, baby? Well, next week we are going back to Mr. Argento. We are reviewing Phenomena. Ooh, I get to watch yeah. this movie again. I haven't seen this in a while. It'll be fun. Nice uh, early Jennifer Connelly film. It's a, uh, it's a pretty, it's a, it's, it's a very fun movie. If I remember correctly, stabby monkey. It does. Yes. All right. Uh, well, uh, do we have any nerd news? I personally don't have anything. I didn't have anything, but let I, me speak. I, I, although I do want to mention for those of you who've been following all this time, is Bloody Disgusting has done it once again. Again! Again! Again. Last week, we reviewed Critters, and within 36 hours, or 48 hours, they had a whole retrospective of Critters. How and why does this keep happening? Just get us us to work for you. If you're just going to follow... We will will gladly work with Bloody Disgusting. I'm on this... I have the app. I'm on it constantly, you know, several times a day where fans seems like they're fans of ours. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe or, it's know, just they, coincidence. 
That's too many coincidences. It was the mayor of Gritters, too. What? What was that? I said I was the mayor in Critters too. Really? Yeah. Oh shit! No oh, shit! Right. They designed and built the town. Come on. No. So good fucking job on that because after I watched Critters two the other day, I was like, "Ooh, I want to go there. I want to see if this town really exists." And no. goddamn it, make it does not exist. Does I wanted to eat it. at the hungry heifer. Goddamn it! <laughs> and you know, I've I personally have always liked Critters two more than the first one. So. It's fun. It's, so, it's mm-hmm. such a fun movie. Such they both movie. are. They both are. Yeah. So when you guys talk about critters later on, uh, you have me come in. Oh, I'll yeah. annoy you, and I I get to know you all over again. That'd Hell be great. Yeah, critters. So we can do that. We got. We some do spots, have some. So. We do. But, um, I was just looking at some other. Ner- nothing really too great. Yeah, nerd nothing. Nerd nothing to talk. Nothing to brag about or anything. So. No. Well, then let's end this baby. Chad Daddy, kick it off. Then we'll kick it to Mick. And then uh, this Bobby. is your dark lord of knowledge, your Chad Daddy, saying, first off, thank you, Mr. Mick Strawn, for being on here today. It was an absolute pleasure having you, you on here. We thank loved you. it. And uh, so I will see you guys next week for Phenomena. Well, guys, uh, it's it's been a blast. Um, you know, a little just a little trip down memory lane. <laughs> I had a fun time. We loved having you. It was great. Yes, yes we did. Yes, we did. Uh, this is your killing machine, Bobby Amon, saying once again, Mick, thank you for coming on. Again, that trip down memory lane, it brought us a lot of home things to our, one of our favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Trip down memory lane with a chainsaw! With a yeah. fucking chainsaw. <laughs> with one of the biggest fucking chainsaws on screen really? ever. Yes. More than it should have been by every... By every every <laughs> definition, but it worked out great. There so it was wonderful, and we'll ca- I'll catch you guys next week as well. Phenomena, and as always, I am your host with the ghost, the Lord. Wait, goddamn it! I fucked up my shit. See, goddamn it! As <laughs> always, I'm your host it. with the Lean ghost. Into it. <laughs> I am your host with the ghost, the Duke of the Dead, the Prince of the Paranormal, the Ghost Daddy himself, Lord Scuba Cabra. Saying, see you next week, and remember. Cereal is just cold soup. Ooh.